0: Welcome to another episode of the Brisbane Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam here for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. And we're gonna have to stretch our minds back a little bit because it's been six days since the Raw's A League side was in action. Guys, how are you? Good, James, how are you? Yeah, good. Happy
1: holidays, Merry Christmas and all the other
0: pilots. Yeah. That's right.
2: Adam, how was your Christmas?
1: Yeah, quiet, but you know, like I said, quiet's always a good thing around my
2: part of the world. Sure? The exact opposite busy. Yeah. Too much travel going on.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. First Christmas is a married couple and well, quite frankly, still just as hectic when you're trying to fit in yeah. both mine and my wife's family. Yeah. So, anyway, let's go back to Thursday night. What do you say?
2: If we must. Yeah. All I right. really prefer not to. But,
0: but unfortunately, we do do a show on yeah. the Brisbane Raw, so we might kind of have to get into this. All right, so, segment one, the A-League review. Brisbane went down 2-1 to Perth. Massimo Macarone got a first-half goal for the Raw, and Andy Keo and Diego Castro f- finished the Raw off late with two... I'd say fortunately timed goals.
2: Yeah, good, well, good combination between the two of them, like.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. They just came. Keogh just came on at half time and they clicked. It's yeah. almost like they've played together for a couple of years yeah. now. Something like that. Adam, what did you think of it? Well, look,
1: I thought Royal dominated for uh, probably for, oh, I reckon 60, yeah. 65 minutes, where Perth seemed to offer nothing, but then you could just tell, you just tell slowly that you know, Perth were getting back in the game. They were counter attacking mm-hmm. a lot better than they were. Keo coming on was a big Plus for them, and eventually they just overran the Raw.
2: Yeah, I think that's what happened the last half an hour. The Raw just ran out of legs. Mm. You mentioned Christensen, his first game back as a starter. Corey Brown hasn't played much football. So, I think for those me, two guys in particular started to fade. Actually for me that was, and Luke Devere as well.
1: For me, that actually probably was the turning point was when um, Thomas who obviously, who is still a little bit underdone, yeah. he came off. That changed the game for me, and that's where Perth started to make the move.
0: Yep. So the lineup changes going into this game. Announced on the team sheet, what, an hour before yeah. kickoff? Mm. Corey Brown, Thomas Christensen, and Nick D'Agostino in, out were Mitch Hoxborough, Connor O'Toole, and Ivan Franic. Franic, of course, was injured in that last mm. game. And then, what, three minutes before kickoff, uh, we found out that there was a late change to the Raw starting lineup with Daniel Bowles out having, quote unquote, felt a twinge in warm ups, according to Nick Meredith. Mm. So in came Luke Devere, fresh off, what was it, 60 minutes five days ago in very unpleasant conditions for the uh, youth team. And then he was in on what was, I would say, still a very unpleasant night at Suncorp Stadium.
2: Yeah, it was really warm on Thursday, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, I was sweaty just sitting yeah. there. For a
1: guy that was supposedly ruled out for 10 weeks to be back in, yeah. say, in six and yeah. you know, one hit out in youth, you know, that, that was a tough ask for him.
0: But overall, the, the Raw still started off quite brightly. They looked very mobile and aggressive early, eager to bounce back from that loss to Melbourne victory. And they did create a couple of early chances. I think there was a chance that D'Agostino yeah. had early on. which he had
2: three or four chances yeah. in the first half.
0: Really? Yeah. Well, there was one that I remember, I think it was in the first shot on goal he had, where he, he came in really well, got on a loose mm-hmm. ball, and probably would have liked a better shot, but yeah. uh, it was a good sign anyway.
2: That's the sort of chances he was having last year in the Youth League, which he was burying. So it's encouraging he's getting into those positions again, but obviously you'd like him to have a bit more composure to score there.
0: And with a young player like him, you suppose, you know, one or two go yep. in, like we saw yep. last year when he did get his chance yep. in the A-League, they will start to hopefully flow. Although overall, like, way that they were committing to the tackle as well. Like, they really wanted to try and out-muscle Perth and really go after their, I suppose, playmakers, as they might have seen a bit of a vulnerability there for. I
2: thought Christensen made a massive impact in the midfield, just in controlling the whole game positionally, winning the ball back, starting attacks. I thought he was brilliant for 65 minutes before he started to fade a little bit. Yeah. he was really good.
0: Yeah, you could see the impact.
2: You could see how much they were missing him. Well,
0: not just, like, the impact of Christensen in general, but the way that he was able to free up Matt Mackay and... Uh, the attack, the attackers as well, just having that shield. For
3: for
1: mine, yeah, exactly. As, as I was saying, that you know, I think Thomas Christensen's being missing is part of the reason why the Roar have struggled up until this point. And we saw a glimpse in that in that, especially that first half, where it looked like the Roar evolved from last season, and they were controlling the play. Perth, as I said, offered very, very little to nothing. It may have been why the how they set up as well. They they really set up with only you know young Joe Knowles up front. And and basically playing a lot behind yeah, the Mitch ball. Yeah, Mitch Nichols so, was supposed to be like a secondary. Yeah, striker. he he, he, didn't he get was fought enough. Yeah, he was fairly <laughs> fairly average uh, to say the least. But you know, yeah, that's but that it. Looked like Christensen. Um, I think that we definitely missed him, and he was showing him some you know signs of where he was at.
0: Yeah, it was good to have him back, obviously, and. The Rawls, I suppose, that is not Nichols. Yeah, Oh, no, it was fun making fun of Nichols. Oh no, no, the the
1: crowd uh, certainly let Mitch Nichols know about where every time he touched the ball. So
0: sorry, I've just got something in my nose. All right, so the Rawls' dominance did eventually pay off with a Massimo Macaroni goal. It was another well-played pass to set him up, and a very well-taken finish as well.
2: Yeah, they're starting to find him in better areas now as well, which is encouraging. He's just, when he actually makes those little runs off the shoulder, which he doesn't do a lot of, given he's 38, but when he does, he's starting to get the ball now, hmm. which is good. That's, we'll get to the offside goal. I but that's a perfect example of it. Well,
0: I think now they're starting yeah. to see that they're maybe starting, he yeah. needs to get the ball 25 yards and in, mm. rather than, you know, like what you had with Jamie McLaren, getting it 50 yards out and just letting him run. So, it is, it is...
2: It's it, starting to click a bit more. It's
0: starting to click. And you feel like with Christensen's long passing game as well, that's mm. going to free up yeah. a lot of space as well.
2: Yeah, but like, the criticism of Macaroni, he's now got three goals in four games. Yes. I mean, he could have had five or six goals if he'd scored against Wellington as well. So. Mm. He's, he's in some good form at the moment.
0: Well, he very easily... Well, he did try and get yeah. a second goal just before half-time yeah. with a... Um, a, a dive that was befitting of his homeland, shall we say? <laughs> oh, Especially, particularly Fabio Grosso in the 2006 World Cup, where all I was thinking was,
3: seriously?
0: Yeah, it's, it's like not—it's not a good
2: look. No. There's uh, no defence yeah. of that, is there? No, no, There's you been can't, nothing made of it, though, has there? No sanctions or anything. I
1: don't think—I don't, don't think he. Can, I think he tried, and, he, <laughs> and obviously the referee thankfully didn't fall for it, and I think that was the end of it. But yeah, you really don't. You really hope that you know you don't want to. See that, and he—it's—I
0: guess it's culture and he's so sort ingrained of in a way. But you yeah. kind of hope that, like, he might have even gotten up and went, "Yeah, nothing in it, just play on." Yeah, I—I I, I have to admit, he being quite clumsy myself, I've—I ha- remember playing in club. I've had a few times where refs assumed I was fouled. I got up and went, "No, no, no, I'm just—I'm just an idiot and tripped over myself."
2: He did fool me though, because live I thought it was a penalty. Oh yeah, live it was well yeah. played.
0: I think most of the stadium would have given it a penalty, yeah. and then they turned around, saw the replay, and went. Oh. <laughs> Would have been a good time for the VAR there. (laughs) Another time that would have been good for a uh, VAR intervention was in, I think, the 47th minute or so. it was just after halftime. Where we would... Because you two came around and started sitting with uh, myself and my friends in 339, where we were right in line with Macaroni, where he was incorrectly ruled offside. And I think when the flag went up, there was a lot of uh, no... You cannot be serious.
2: It wasn't that close either.
0: It was close, but... But, but well, it was,
2: there was enough in it to see he was onside, though.
0: Th- it was even one of those ones where, if you want to call it close, though, the benefit of the doubt should have yeah. gone to someone like the attacker.
1: Well, if, uh, from what we're hearing, and uh, John John in po- in his post-conference, you know, and even again, so for in further discussions like I said if the from the league was that in close in the close decisions that you know about offside that the that the that the referee has the discretion to let it go and then you know use the VAR then it's it's clearly yeah like I said it's a clearly wrong decision like said, and there's no escaping that the linesman you know really stuffed that one up
2: is there not any is that benefit or doubt rule no longer in effect oh so no it's probably in effect, effect. That, Well, because that's a clear example mm. of it you could let the play go and if yeah. it's if he scores, you go back and check it anyway, and if he's offside, you rule it out. And if it's not, it's a goal. Yeah. But it's a clear goal, and if it goes 2 0 there, that's almost game over, given the way that Perth were not exactly in the contest at that point. Well,
3: funnily
0: enough, I remember your, what exactly what you said as soon as Uh-oh. that ball hit the back of the net. Where I think you said. Are you
2: allowed to repeat this? Or
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. There are okay. no expletives in it. Okay. This okay. is what you said, like in the aftermath of that, to us, oh, which cool. was, if this finishes one-one, Aloisi will be blowing up deluxe. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, which was exactly right because yeah. I think, like, we all kind of felt that coming. We thought, oh no, if it's like, that's going to be one yeah. of those chances you look back on. Yeah. Now, one thing that there, I don't remember when it happened, but there was a handball in the box that was also missed. It
2: was one of the free kicks put in, wasn't it? Possibly. I think, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, I
0: just remember seeing the replay. I don't remember anything yeah. else surrounding it, but that's another one of those times where you sit there and go. Boy, it would have been good to have some sort of uh, official with technology and the ability I to get think they were a bit gun-shy in using yeah. it yes. on
2: Thursday night given the events of the previous week. Uh,
0: okay, well, let's Which go you down you that... T-
2: should you, they shouldn't be gun-shy about using it if it's a clear mistake, but... I let's like go down, they down they that weren't.
0: tangent, though. Like, Are you happy that, essentially, there was minimal VAR interference in this game, even though a couple of the calls were wrong?
2: Well, they can't do anything about the offside one because they can't go back and say, I know he's onside a goal. I can't go back and check that. Unfortunately, it's so a handball one. Did they check it? Probably not. If they so. checked it and they, they ticked it off, then I guess whatever. But yeah, because I actually genuinely I can't remember. It was was it Shane okay. Lowry who had his arm up and hit the ball. I can't remember. I don't know. Yeah, you c- compared it to the Jacob Pepper one against Sydney.
0: Yeah, let's uh Well, let's not try and um, scrape yeah. the bottom of the barrel for that anymore because I my memory sucks. <laughs> The next big incident that I wanted to touch on, Liam Reddy, he got knocked out with, like quite badly by the knee of Corey Brown. Total accident, just two players going for the ball. But A, how much are they regretting that blow and chance? And B, do you think Perth managed the situation very well?
1: Look, uh, a couple of points uh, going from each, each side. Look, I thought that was a great chance. I think it was at, at one point it was almost three three on one. Reddy basically sacrificed himself. And I guess the ensuing delays and whatnot, which was numbered about four to five minutes. Yeah. No, like I so said, there's nothing heinous about it. It was a head injury. He obviously needed the, the care and attention to you know to move on. He, he actually ended up going to the side. So- yeah. He ended up being cleared, but then was subbed off. Clearly wasn't right. I he do was, not yeah. know how he got cleared for that. Yeah, I thought he probably should have. Yeah, from, from what we saw in the replays, you know, solid contact from knee to head. Generally, it means he probably should be failing the the um, the concussion yeah. protocols. But look that that I think they also changed the game as well momentum wise where you know, we here we thought, you know, maybe with um with Nick Feely coming on that you know, he's a chance we'll run over top of him In fact it probably worked the opposite where whereas yeah you could tell after that delay, it was Perth that yeah. came out the better team. It was yeah. like Kenny Lowe said, All right, Tom switch on.
2: Yep, it kind of synced in with when Javi Torres came on in the middle of midfield mm. for Perth Glory, yeah. and him and Brandon Wilson in the second half were really good. So
0: and of course Andy Keogh, yeah. but for me, I I genuinely don't know how they cleared uh, yeah. cleared ready to go back on even for the two minutes because you could see he had that look in his eyes, and again yeah. not to go all Helen Lovejoy here, but boy, that's a bad precedent yeah. to set. Yeah. He did look like
2: he was really groggy, I agree with you. It's it yeah.
1: almost it almost had I'm not sure if you guys remember the uh, Thibaut Courtois incident a few oh sorry no, not Courtois, sorry, Hugo Lloris for Spurs a few years ago. He thought no way in Buggery should he have been cleared. Yeah he played on. So it, it had that look about it.
0: Can you really like I suppose just to play devil's advocate here and I always look for that yeah. where it is possible that he could have like to use the old-fashioned phrase, had his bell rung, but not had a concussion. It's yeah, such.
1: That is a, g- possible. Yeah. yeah. Look, it's such a grey area, and that, at the end of the day, while it may look, it may look bad and all that. At the end of the day, none of us are doctors. Hardly any of the seven thousand, the crowd were yeah. doctors either. those, So you really just cannot. It's, Whatever it's, the it's, test is, he must have passed. Yeah. It, because they let him I, stay on the field. I don't know. I and think, think they must I, have yeah. gone
2: through the whole the whole test because it went for about five minutes. So they I, clearly did. They really checked thoroughly, but. Yeah, I I
1: I would probably. For me, personally, yeah. I'd refrain from trying to say, oh, it was a tactic or anything like that. Oh, I think, right. I yeah, think yeah, yeah no. I, oh, but but the I can guarantee there might be some out there that would actually think that. Yeah, it no. might
2: not have even been the concussion issue why he went off, because he always have broke his nose or whatever. Yeah, that might have been the very reason why he went off. It just hmm. might have been a comfort issue.
0: Yeah, because you could see, like... I would have thought like he was starting to get a couple of black eyes, yeah. even in that time. Mm. And Adam, you said before that we can't call ourselves doctors. Well, to that I say there are people with Twitter accounts that call themselves journalists because they just have a Twitter account. <laughs> no, that's, that's so I put a, a band-aid point. on. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Yep. All right, so now we have to get to the very frustrating part of the night, Perth's goals. As much as I hate to admit it, the ball from Keo for the second goal for Castro, absolutely phenomenal when he backheeled it almost blind, but he knew Castro would be there.
2: Yeah. Returning the favour for a good assist from Castro two minutes earlier. Yep. That was a really smart run from Castro as well because the ball over the top just absolutely picked the Roar apart. They were still pushing forward for the second goal over the Roar and just empty space.
0: And it was probably a little bit of the, I suppose, tunnel vision thinking, got to get up, got to get forward, got to win, got to do this, got to do that. And yeah, Yeah. in the end... The
1: proverbial left the back
0: door open. Yeah, Which didn't help when you had three fullbacks and a centre-back and a uh, no, uh,
2: center I think midfielder. for the first goal, the substitutions hadn't been made yet. I think they were made after the first goal. Possibly, yeah. I think that's when um, Christensen went off and De Villa went off after the first second, first first after the first goal. Either way, it, you but know the, right. You're still trying to adjust to a new back four and stuff and the second yeah. goal goes in.
0: And look, you can't really put any blame on Conor O'Toole there oh. for <laughs> like coming in and basically just yeah. trying to fill a hole yeah. and
2: he did what he could and didn't work I out. I don't think he's ever played centre-back having looked at him. No. <laughs> He's a bit short and slight to be a centre-back. Hey! I know, you can't be a centre-back either. Neither can I, don't worry. I played centre-back <laughs> in preseason for 10 minutes. Adam whilst, I got hooked very quickly. Yeah. Adam, however, had to, has got the height to play centre-back. <laughs> and,
3: and the aggression. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, the Fox Labs stat that I think you shared with us on Saturday on fr- Thursday it. night. One of us found yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, second time, the Roar have conceded two goals in the final 15 minutes at Suncorp. The other time was round two versus Adelaide. That, to me, says fitness. Yeah. Like, Above all else, they do not have the fitness to close out games at the moment. Now, you know how much you want to put that down to injury luck, how much you just want to put that down to other stuff, yeah. that's totally up to you. I say it just sucks.
2: It was definitely a fitness issue, because we talked about before Christensen's first game, Corey Brown has only been back one or two games since his long injury. Luke DeVere was on one leg for a lot of the game, given his... We well, had a huge knee brace on, so he clearly wasn't 100%. yeah. So. You're looking uh, at those injuries, I mean, that's a big factor in it. But if you do want to talk about, get to it later on, like the changes at the Raw, that's... The Raw used to win games in the last 10 minutes. Yep. At the moment, they're just not able to... I think,
1: on Thursday night, well, it was actually almost a case of literally the last men standing in the fence mm-hmm. because, yeah, yeah Conor O'Toole playing you know, in an unfamiliar role mm-hmm. in, as centre-back, you know, it's... Look, it doesn't excuse it. But yeah. I think I think there are, you know, sort of issues of factors that, you know, unfamiliarity, you know, we got, you know, you got probably two of the better, you know, attackers in uh, Diego Castro yeah. and Keo bearing down. You know, and you saw they did. Like, you got to give them credit as well.
2: Yeah. I do think if Daniel Bowles didn't get into in the warm-up, it could have been completely different there. You wouldn't be... Well, Luke he doesn't start and you're not making a defensive substitution because of fatigue there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's one change of you're, you're not making.
0: Mm. And I suppose... If you want to look long term now, as much as you need short term points, yeah. you also don't want to be forcing yourself into needing, like into putting down your balls on that twinge turns into yeah. a tear, and next thing you know, hmm.
2: well, that's kind of what happened to Luke Devere actually in the um, Villarreal game when he tore his was a hamstring on growing off the bone or whatever it was, it was. I thought it was quad. Quad off yeah. the bone for is out for the whole year. Yeah. Thank you, Mr. Tyson. Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> I didn't one... want to blame him personally, but since you brought it up, yeah. Uh, oh, he doesn't listen to us. I think Donald Lucy blamed him at a fan forum once, so we'll go with that. <laughs> yeah, why not? And then after the match, there was
0: an incident uh, which... I missed because I was out doing fan cams. Which, by the way, thank you to everyone that came and participated in yeah, fan cams. It was actually one of our best <laughs> ones we've had in a very long time. And yeah, Chris and Jack in yeah. the costumes, excellent. Yeah, we were quite <laughs> worried
2: about that, weren't we? But we weren't going to have enough people to even film anything. So
0: yes. So once again, the quick little plug: uh, Northern Plaza behind the Den, uh, outside yeah. near the Wally Lewis statue. At full time after every home game, yeah. will be there to let you have yeah. your say on the raw. Hmm. Preferably family friendly. Otherwise, I'll just have to put a funny noise over the expletives. <laughs> yeah.
2: Any and all opinions are welcome.
0: Yep.
1: And and it's well, you don't have to be a raw fan. No. I yeah. yeah. no, said so We welcome we welcome the opposition fans to come up. It, this and, season, and you've had plenty of
0: opportunities to yep, come and gloat. Exactly. Yep.
1: Gloat or commiserate.
2: But after the match, what happened with Ross Aloisi? I don't know. I was outside. I'm <laughs> playing the arse of anger excuse here. didn't see it. He did not see yep. Well, yeah. from what we can see
0: yeah. in the news reports, there was a bit of a confrontation yeah. between Aloisi and the fans. And, you know, as, as frustrated as the fan base is, you like we can't really yeah. say what they were saying, but...
2: Seems like it was smoothed over, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. It seems like it's okay. I th- got I th- the wrong finger up, though, Ross. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, I it, there's... A lot of frustration bubbling over, and we're going to come back to that in Segment 3. Right now, we're going to take a little bit of a break and come back. This is the Brisbane Football Review. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review.
2: We'll be back after this.
0: Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review. It's James Scott and Adam here for Segment 2, where we're going to go through news and other stuff. And before we get into anything else, we should offer the congratulations to one-time podcast guest, Tamika Butt, on her engagement.
2: you you made me wear that before I got here I didn't even know so congratulations yeah yeah, no
1: congratulations uh, to them both
2: engaged to New Zealand international Kirsty Yalop who former Brisbane Raw player as well yes
0: exactly was with the Raw in the 2015-16 season so best of luck for you guys and having just planned a wedding myself I'll say good luck (laughs) (laughs) you planned it well though it was good oh thank you I'm glad you guys enjoyed it (laughs) I enjoyed
2: people mocking you it was fantastic
0: what you mean? My brother, my dad, my new father-in-law, my
3: well, yeah. There, there, there was a, there was a pretty long list. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. The best man making a short joke. <laughs> what? Ca- what could I say? It turned into a lovely roast, <laughs> and it was a lovely day. In case Beck's actually listening. <laughs> All right. So round twelve recap: Newcastle 4 0 over Western Sydney Wanderers. Holy, f- what it? That was a big statement from the Jets. Are they the real deal now? I think that well, yeah. I think they're the best of the rest. Yeah. Like oh, you've got Sydney FC, you know, running miles ahead, taunting everybody, yeah. but the Jets are leading the chasing pack.
1: Yeah, no, they're outside of Sydney. They are, they are the sort of, I guess the number one contenders at the moment. But uh, Wanderers yeah. as well. Like yeah. you think that Roar in trouble as a club, you know Wanderers, they the wheels just They've really t- off. taken
2: the heat off, haven't they, the Wanderers? But with the Jets, yeah. you've got to remember they're also doing this without O'Donovan and Fargus. Um, which is pretty damn impressive. You lose your best two attackers, and you're still as free flowing as they are.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, I uh, know they've got reinforcements
2: coming. Riley McGree well, and keep somebody from Greece. Consider the source. It is,
0: you know who. Yeah. So I wouldn't trust that as I far as they, I think. I think they've announced Riley McGree. They have, yes. Oh, Riley McGree. Yes, so and yeah. there's also
2: apparently some other international player coming. So. Oh well, hang on. It is it's
0: actually in a source yeah. you might trust. So it's on uh, aleague.com.au. Not. <laughs> oh yeah, they <laughs> yeah. might. They might be trustworthy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. No, I first saw, I yeah. saw the goal report from the covert yeah. agent. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, throw, throw that one out. Yeah, in. but the, the A that. League has in fact confirmed that it is uh, the winger Patricio Rodriguez, yeah, subject yeah. to a medical.
2: So, Neymar's mate or something.
0: Yeah, uh, f- formerly of Greek Greek giant AEK Athens. So, yeah, that's going to be interesting to that's see a how it it's in, in Some as well. Yeah. If you can bring in that goal-scoring yeah. touch to the side as well, not that they really need it after scoring yeah. four, if you can
2: add that little bit of extra quality, there, maybe they can challenge Sydney.
0: I don't know if they. I don't. I don't know if the gap is yeah. manageable now, but I'd say. I you mean,
2: for finals, I'm not talking
1: about for the. Oh, league. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, leagues, leagues, all but over. I think yeah, grand final day, you might, you might pip them. So. Mm. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh that could be very interesting. Anyway, well, another how
2: hilarious would that be like Newcastle missed the finals for seven years, first year back and go on to win it. That'd be hilarious, but mm.
0: especially over Sydney. Yep. Nancy Socceroos coach, boys and girls. <laughs> All right, so Hurricane. Saturday well, there was a double header, so Sydney SC four one over Wellington. Who saw that coming? Oh. Everybody. Oh,
2: I didn't even bother with this game.
0: I oh well I had to. So uh yeah. How I, long
2: did Wellington hold out for? Five minutes, ten minutes? Uh at some point. I <laughs> At least 15, but once... Oh, that's a good effort. Man. Once
1: Bobo uh, B- 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 Hatchrick and a pretty decent goal from... Uh, well, not, well, I say decent. Uh, for his standards, Adrian Majewski. it was pretty serious. Pretty, pretty mm. But the actually, the play before it, you know, I thought was, was excellent. But um, look, Sydney, just too good. And Wellington, oh boy, another club that are really in dire straits at the moment.
0: He does kind of yeah. give a little bit of perspective there. Because Wellington, I don't think they're really missing a whole lot of players.
2: Other than the couple i have walked out in the last couple of weeks, yeah, I know, but I mean, like bit, yeah. they're playing
0: their best available side, and they're still getting pumped.
1: I think y- the only um, bright, bright sort of point at the moment is um, Andrea Kluderevich, but mm. it seems to be the only route to score for Wellington at the moment is bomb bombing in, and hopefully yeah, Andrea heads it in. That's and that really was a fantastic did, yeah. header. It was, was score yes. On they
2: really need some reinforcement, so in January, just to stay somewhat competitive in the league, yeah. they need some, they needed some genuine reinforcement. You know, what so. would
0: make them competitive in the league. Move to Canberra. <laughs> <laughs> okay oh. um, they they'd automatically oh. play better in Canberra with all oh it? the ISPS yes. and okay. the premiership <laughs> alright well yeah pack up the franchise move it to
2: Canberra <laughs> with new
0: owners new staff new players alright
2: so just do what do the Gold Coast out well worst City Wanderers in substitution again yeah pretty much okay.
0: alright and then there was the biggest game of the weekend which was the Melbourne Derby which was a dull game yeah. with a very dramatic ending yeah you know what Really stood out for me here: the quality of passing in the final third, not just it, it's not just singling out those two yeah. sides, but in the A-League in general, the standard of play in the final third really needs improving. It
2: does well again when you got some good young players at Melbourne City who couldn't get on the field again, but you had Levi Zani new sub and somebody else as well. Yeah, ridiculous.
1: I just think for for me, it seemed like a derby, which you know, is, neither team want to lose, yeah. but um. And look, at the end of the day, yeah. it probably other than the incident at the end, which was a clear penalty, but it probably was a, it was going to be a dull nil all game. So yeah, unfortunately, Derby's didn't have that self-destruct play. button, don't they? I did they like Warren getting
2: that button every single week at the moment. They get into winning positions, they are like, nah, Not this week.
0: I did like Warren Joyce after the game going, "Yeah, we were just too stupid to win." Yep. So uh, look, honest, refreshing, good for him.
2: They've cut a lot of players. They might need to cut the um, self-destruct button. That might be the next thing they should get rid of.
0: You never know. Alright, so the final game of the round after a couple of days off took place last night, Boxing Day. Adelaide against Central Coast Mariners. Adelaide got up uh, 1-0 early with a goal from Ryan Kiddo. It was a nice little back-heeled finish, kind of reminiscent of uh, David Vera against the Socceroos in that World Cup dead rubber. Just to really test Scott's memory. Yeah, I'm
2: trying to think of that. Yeah. Uh, basic,
0: know. Basically just threw his legs, right foot back-heel. Okay. You I'm, can
2: tell I didn't watch this game last night, can't you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: Again, I had to. Yeah.
2: But... I blame Christmas. Again,
0: like much like the Derby, Central Coast in the final third just couldn't find that ball to really get get in there. And Adelaide were very well organised. And that is something that I feel like we're going to talk about in segment four.
1: Yeah, look, um, Central Coast, we'll start, we'll start with them. Um, look, they're, they're almost a side that, you know, they, it's, looked, it's promising, but it's just the, the end product just just isn't there yet. I think it's like, it, it looks promising. I thought um, Daniel De Silva playing sort of a lot deeper really hurt them as well. He didn't really, he didn't really have the sort of the influence that you'd have. He was playing more like a rather 6 rather than 10 and yeah, that seemed to sort of stifle a lot of the Mariners' attack. But look, Adelaide were, were solid and I think they deserved the win.
2: Yeah, I can't talk about the game, but this does seem like the Mariners are missing a top goal scoring number 9. Yep. if they had one, they'd be yeah, much yeah, further up the table. Let, they kind of let go 90k
1: yeah. up
0: the road. Yeah, he, he would have helped them, but yeah. Hmm. All right, and uh, then so we're going to move on now. And Cogler gave an interview with Daniel Garb. A couple of interesting comments about that. Basically, mm. <laughs> there's a lot I want to say, but I can't. Yeah, so mm. I know. never
2: liked that Peter Fitzsimons journalist. Never liked him. Uh, yeah. Just given some of his but, antagonistic journalism, and Robbie I th- Slater immediately I was say, leaping to yeah.
1: I was going to say that's yeah. probably was actually probably the the more interesting part about the whole you know exclusive interview part was the reactions. Both not yeah. only from Peter Fitzsimons who did he responded, he yeah he responded and said, oh. you know what, I'm not apologising, and it's almost a fact of you know, if it felt that weak. And <laughs> then, what are you doing being a national coach? And then um, also Robbie Slater's reaction to it. So.
0: It also, it did kind of come across a little bit, maybe like the comments might have been misinterpreted from Poster like where mm. it wasn't that question in particular that mm. was over the top, but it was, I suppose, the straw that broke the camel's back.
1: Yeah, I'll look at the end of the day. Like <coughs> I, I'm, no, I'm no fan of Pia Fitzsimons, but I actually think if that was... If that was legitimately yeah. the reason why, I'd be questioning. You know, geez, what what's going to happen you now? And if Ange wants to go as far as, you know, he wants to go. You know, uh, look, if if he's if he's getting put off, yeah. I'm not saying he quit because of that, but if he's even if reacting,
2: you, yeah, if you're dealing with stuff, stuff like the that, press. imagine,
1: like I said, if he like if he thinks yeah. that the J League's going to be a walk in the park, yeah, he's got nothing coming. Or if he wants to go to Europe, yeah, to, you know, when you yeah. when you're actually a ima- man, you know, you're the impressed would absolutely yeah. go hard on him for losing
2: one or two yeah, games.
1: Yeah, so. so it's 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 an interesting one, but uh, look at the end of the day, you, I agree with We're you, James. Been, yeah. yeah, I I think there's a lot more. I think yeah. he wants to say a lot. Uh, this is this like more of an interview, like oh, Fox Sports, please give you give us an interview just so we can you know put a top, yeah. put a bow on it. But yeah, I think there's a lot more to this. It, than, it left a lot more questions than you know, than that, answered. That, that's about <laughs> like the only thing I do agree with Robbie Slater's. Sort of reaction to, was it? There are more questions and, than and
0: answers. For, for me, that is kind of telling about what Robbie Slater's role in this could have potentially been.
2: What well, he wasn't carrying Graham Arnold pom-poms for this moment? Yeah. Mm. Okay.
0: All right, so uh, next story. Jamie McLaren reportedly angling <laughs> for a loan slash transfer move away from Darmstadt. So do you guys think that... No, we are not going to go there.
1: Can't afford him.
0: Moving on. Scott's Saturday scouting he
1: mission. He thought right? wages... His wages overall were big. You know, mate, wait now till... I it.
0: don't think he's coming back to the yeah. like having just left. No, but... It's one of those questions that you know is going to yeah, come up, no. and
2: let's no. just put it to bed now. No. No. Yeah, no. no. It's not going to happen. I'd love to see it happen, but no. No.
1: No, no, i don't love to see it happen. No. I would. <laughs> we can't afford him. I didn't say it was practical. I <laughs> His said wages I like are it. double
2: what they were at the Anyway, role. what are you moving on to? Your Saturday scouting mission out oh, at the train base. Yeah, oh, yeah. So it was, um, yeah, I went down to Browns Plains, I read a road trip down that way for Christmas shopping, and I thought, why not go down to the training and have a look? I hadn't been there before. It's really good. Hmm. It's. um. It's yeah. still a work in progress. It's a work in progress, but the building on the sideline is getting close to completion. I think it probably will be ready by late January, early February. Well, I think that's what they're targeting in mid-February yeah. moving And it's day. a really good setup as well with the size of the field and everything. It's impressive.
1: There has been a bit of murmuring yeah. on social media. Again, I don't know how much you take into... You take much of this few... Like I think, I think if we're from other support bases or whatnot, but... Look at the end of the day, I don't know what people are expecting for nine million dollars. Which was which yeah. was you know, gifted by, like, yeah, grifted by the Logan City Council. Like I uh, like I said, they there's actually, nothing wrong
2: with it, it's great.
1: Oh there's a few reckoning like better block and you know oh, oh it's a dump and all that. It's like well what do you expect? It, did you did we were do actually literally expect joke.
2: Don't do were you, it.
1: We literally expecting yeah, you know, the you know, the Eddie Hag campus in Manchester. Yes. Like nine million dollars is not gonna get you much in this day and age. Like just be thankful that we will actually have a, our own facility and we're not stuck at Ballymore.
0: And qu- it, it might look a bit like a dump, but don't most construction sites? That's <laughs> true. <You're> like, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's not the joke I thought you were going to make then. Oh, that was the only one that was in my mind. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, like looking at the photos you put up, like the yeah. grass, obviously, it's still growing by the yeah. looks of things. I'm guessing that's eventually going to be, you know, the home for Youth League. You were talking yeah. about a grandstand as well. Yeah, it so. looks like
2: there's some sort of grandstand on the yeah. right eastern side, yeah, eastern side, yeah. W- Oh, good. So, hopefully that doesn't get too much sun in the <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> but, yeah,
0: I think, like, for what it's going to be, training venue, yep. home for a couple of Youth League and possibly W League games, fine. Yeah,
2: it's it's looking really good, so.
0: Exactly. And, most importantly, it's a home. Yeah. Yep. All right, so the ACL update, it's going to be Sham United from Myanmar and Ceres Negros from Philippines on January oh. 16. So,
1: Did I th-
2: Adam, Adam you know anything about... Serous Negros.
1: Um, I looked a little bit about it. They're, they're basically, um, will they s- be a
2: better opponent than Global FC?
1: Well, yeah, they finish higher than them in the uh, Philippine Premier League, so I think yes, they will be. But I don't think too much more. They've got um, looking at their squad list, they've got a bunch of Spaniards and a Japanese defender. I, I look to be honest. Yeah, you know, actually,
2: I. You expect them to beat Sham United, though?
1: But you know what? I'm maybe not. I, I think um, the travel to my traveling to myanmar is not going to be. Like I said, it's not going to be a fun picnic. So, you know, whereas Global uh, Last Year went through Singapore, um, it may be. I think uh, if I had to tip now, I actually reckon we'll be seeing Shan United on the, okay. si- on the 20th of, of January.
0: My okay. knowledge of that area of the world mostly comes from the top gear, especially. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm guessing there's a lot more to it than Clarkson Hammond and May Hopefully driving and Alois lorries. Hopefully, has got a better scouting report than that. Yeah, uh, the FFA launched the E League.
1: Yeah, interesting. All I'm going to say is I hope they um, hope they pay. They can give out two contracts because I think Nick D'Agostino might be. <laughs> <laughs> after he, he handed the, he handed a loss to that. Yeah, I think
2: he's the raw expert, isn't he? Yeah, and we,
1: we even and we even that's well, even been qualified that. Yeah. Well, other than the
2: well, you guys can talk about the next little bit. I'm going to go practice the on my is, PlayStation. Which why is, is it like, starting in February, by the way? When everyone's back at school and work. <laughs> Why well, not start it now? Uh, now, uh, to be, to <laughs> start be honest, it now when people are on holidays, uh, uh, I'm
0: surprised we're not getting more of that. Good to see the FFA focusing on exactly what's important. Uh, this is actually a good thing, though. Oh look, it's yeah. another, it's another, I suppose, yeah.
2: tentacle to extend. And yeah, yeah look at,
1: at the end of the day, um, you, at least, at least yeah. they're trying something. I just, yeah, you did. Hope they, put, I hope they put it's more.
2: A, it's an idea very similar to something the NBA did this year. Oh. They have a um, esports league as well. Yeah, through the 2K stuff. so...
0: Yeah, and. Also, once again, just a reminder for anyone complaining about the uh, A-League having Star Wars round, the NBL did have Disney round, the NBA had Star Wars, so it's not just us. (laughs) Um, Although, actually, you know what would be uh, good for the E-League? send Wellington there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Are they even in the E-League?
0: No, because uh, they're not part of the AFC. ah, I don't actually know, I'm just... I'm sure they're in there. All right, so this is our last show of the 2017 calendar year. So, best footballing moments of the year. I'm going to go Arsenal winning the FA Cup and Soccer is qualifying for the World Cup.
2: That's about all I can think of. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, right, well, <laughs> yeah. If you want to go European, I'll say United actually winning a Europa League. But I've got to say, that's not what I wrote down. I wrote down two. One for the Raw, which was the semi-final win. Against the Wanderers. That was the best night for the Raw this season. Along with seeing some of the young kids come through, like Coletti, D'Agostino. Seeing those guys break through into the first team and look at home was really good. But the other one was actually the MPL grand final. That, that was, was awesome. That was a great night out there at Ipswich, really. I mean it was a good game. It decent quality and what a fantastic goal to win it. it was and a great atmosphere. Just the finish. Plenty all of over. drama. It was brilliant. Yeah.
0: No, that's true. I actually forgot about that. Yeah. That was actually really fun yeah. and running around trying to grab interviews with the <laughs> yeah. and having to edit. Oh, did we edit out Kevin Crestani swearing? No, we didn't. We just left it in. Okay, yeah. there we go. So he's the first person to swear on the group. before <laughs> we'll review this. He <laughs> can get away with it though. Yeah. yeah when you put in a man of the match effort in that yeah. grand final yeah. we'll let that one slide Adam yeah. what about you ah
1: look it's been a pretty poor year for my teams. like I suppose yeah Everton surviving <laughs> Look like they're on the way survival is a good thing but uh, look I actually um, as far as sort of moments go I thought um, the night up at Redcliffe for the FA Cup yeah. I thought that was a that was a really good night I thought um, it's probably not like a memorable yeah. moment as such um, yeah I thought the FA Cup I thought some of the sort of lowest here stuff like MPL. Life, like, yeah. Fake Cup, I thought, you know, <coughs> we're w- w- good moments.
0: I got to admit, like, this is nothing to do with a show in particular, but I remember that night at Grange Thistle when, um, was it, Pen Powell qualified for the FFA Cup, yep. and we're all standing behind one one of the goals in the I
2: range, was, just there going. I was going to say, we still so have to be here. Yeah, if you're doing FFA Cup, it's got to be the lights going out at Walter Park. Oh. <laughs> that's got to be up yeah. there. While I was while I was on my honeymoon, yeah. that was hilarious. Uh,
1: that was great, that. Yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, the cup and yeah. Yeah, MPL providing, I guess, the magic of the cup.
0: That's right, and we've got a lot to look forward to in 2018. Mm. So stay tuned. Uh, uh, w League Round Nine Preview Friday night, nine o'clock Queensland time. Brisbane playing Perth at home, of course. Perth are at home. Yep. And they haven't
2: had many home games actually this season. Yeah, they got they got, they a, got a big run, run of yeah. games at the end of the season at home.
0: So that's got to be a big struggle for them having yep. more having as many away games. I think as they so travel.
2: Yeah. I think in last
1: uh, rounds, other than a f- trip across to Sydney in the final week, I think the first day travels Bunbury.
2: Yeah. As you do. Yeah. So they got a lot of home games yeah. coming Perth. And of course, this game's
0: going to be available
2: nowhere.
1: Well, mm. us tweety, tweeting about oh tweeting yeah, we we'll
2: uh, social media but if, it, mm. if Perth cover the game or someone's there covering it we'll be able to we may
0: have to uh, get in contact with Far Post Perth because I believe they're very good with uh, yes. NYL W League and NPL so I'm sure if anyone's from there is listening we'd love a message <laughs> saying yeah. you'll be there yeah. <laughs> but yeah actually if we are doing Twitter coverage how can people get in contact with us oh well Twitter
2: at Raw Review and there Facebook we go. Brisbane Football Review they'll yep. be on both of those.
0: There we go. Other games: Victory versus Jets, Adelaide versus Sydney, Wanderers versus City. Now, National Youth League. We're going to touch on this. So just say
2: about W very quickly. This game could determine who wins the Premiership. It's a. It'll be a big game because a, the winner, I think, will definitely finish top two if there's a winner in this game. Big
1: game and look really and to to Angel's point last week. Um, look, then you know, it's a shame that this game. It's not available. on. It's yeah. not available live stream yeah. or on TV. It's it's and, darn sh- shame.
2: And Perth's not a one player team either. People talk about Sam Kerr, but there's plenty of other dangerous players mm. on that side. Shh,
0: don't tell me that. That ruins all my jokes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but I'll tell you, I'll tell you
0: what. For next season, if there are no ga- like if it's not broadcast anywhere, someone with a camera, like just yeah. put us in a room with a Facebook stream. We'll talk over it. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then just quickly, we're going to touch on uh, the National Youth League very quickly. Brisbane, Royal Melbourne City, 4.30pm at Lanham Park, Grange Thistle. So this is a thunderstorm derby. Yep. So bring your ponchos. <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: P- leave your car at home too, if possible, because oh not, much, not much cover there for cars at Lanham Park. Oh, that's comforting. Yeah. But I would say, yeah, win or the season essentially over. It is over. It's if over. They don't win, yep. Yep. Um, it's over for the right reasons, Over players graduating to the first team.
3: But
0: we should also mention that we will have a Friday special from the ground after the game. So stay tuned for that.
2: Yep. And we're going to finish segment two right then and there, I'd say. Also, it would be good to see Melbourne City's youth team play. They put on a clinic last year and they've got some good young players. So, I can't... I can't. So it'll be a good game for people to come out and watch.
0: Exactly. All 50 minutes of it until the weather yeah. gets in the way. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be back after this. This is the Brisbane Football Review.
2: You're listening to the Brisbane Football
0: Review. We'll be back after this. For you, it's James Scott and Adam here, Season 2, Episode 19, Segment 3, and we're here for the Daily Football Show Fan Network, and we're trying to think of something to talk about in Segment 3 now, because obviously there was no Youth League and W League to help fill out Segment 2, so I've already covered the news. So, there was a lot of uh, hostility going around Thursday night after the Raw lost, Um, calls for John Aloisi to get sacked, and...
2: It seemed like a bit of a yeah. tipping point in the grandstand, didn't it? It for really did. a lot did. of people, yeah, yeah. it seemed like people's attitudes changed. Yeah, it, I think
0: that was, I suppose, in the heat of the moment yeah. where a lot of people went, oh my God, I can't believe I'm sitting through this.
1: Mm. Oh, th- oh, Thursday night, a couple of nights for Christmas, yeah, to put on... Look, we, like, we broke down second segment one. It wasn't all doom and gloom, but look, there's no escape in the fact that, you know what, it's another loss. It's two wins and 12. There are problems. And then I yeah. then, no, said, so I think this this topic, I think, I think we're behooved to to discuss it, I think. Oh,
0: absolutely. And look, it's getting its own segment now. So like, there are a few things I want to sort of touch on before we get into some of the other stuff. First things first, one thing I'm really not a fan of are the blind calls that just say, Aloisi out blah, 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 blah. I hate no. hearing, oh, it makes me sad seeing them lose so I don't turn up to watch them anymore because it hurts my feelings. At least be a little bit constructive. Offer up a realistic option. Ant is, is not one. This the next the person thing. I hear saying Ant Postacoglu should be the next coach of the Raw really deserves to is, go run on, on, run on the story bridge barefoot in the middle okay,
2: of the day. Okay, Calm down. you think about realistic options there aren't there aren't any because you, there's not many changes you can make right now. So you'd have to be saying that there's a manager available who would actually take the job who could get more out of this group than John Aloisi? And I don't think there is one at the moment. Uh, that is given exactly the what the question that are, boils down Given to. the injuries that are available at the moment, I'm, I think yeah, the, it's. opposite us a lot this thing. They're going to have to show a little bit of patience here. A bit of patience got, to see how this plays out, because I don't think we're at this point yet. But.
1: Got to get a couple of views on this. First of all, fans need to understand that mm. if, if they're taking if they're taking a tangent from Europe. We don't employ yeah. managers. No. We employ head coaches. So if you want to go around saying sack people, you're not just sacking the coach. You've got to sack the assistants. And yeah. you've probably got to sack the, the, the football manager as well and, the foop, and, the, and the, I guess the technical director as well because they are all Well, the technical involved.
2: director should be above that, but I hear your point. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like so I, I'm, I am talking about yeah. Craig Moore because uh, he runs at the department at the end of the day so unless you're going to unless the club is going to sack all those people because they are all responsible yeah. if that's your view then that, that's like I said the payout on that is going to be massive and that's yeah. the other and that's the other problem at the moment people yeah. say oh the club is broke the club is broke yet then you want to turn around and say oh but let's sack the manager who's got two years left on his contract two and a half, two years, and a half yeah. years left on his contract you're correct yeah where, where the hell are we going to get that money? Uh, actually, well, the last time... Uh, I Just one last point. The last time any A-League club sacked a coach for for non-performance or whatever was Mike Mulvey. Look, mm-hmm. plenty have gone and come and gone between there and off-season and whatnot, yeah. but actually terminated the contract was Mike Mulvey and see how that left us in the club. I don't think we've recovered from that.
0: No, and I would say one sort of false storyline that's really been coming out lately is, you know, do the backaries have... Like, the backaries not having the finances to sack him either... Like, when you consider they uh, got rid of Rado Vitisic in the first yeah. season of what was, a, I assume, a long-term deal. I think he had...
1: Yeah, four and a half years or something. Yeah. And he was gone He six got months. the deal
2: that Ange well, turned the, down. Not financially, the but the length, length of. of. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I believe Mulvey got a new deal after well, winning the, the double. That's the
2: sticking point, if he did or he didn't. Yeah. I'm not going to go into it, but... But, no. okay,
0: well, either way, like, so the that's... Finances aren't an excuse. Yeah. Now, that being said... It one thing I will say in defense of John Aloisi here, but one phrase that's come up quite a lot, especially this year with the accusations of the boys club and whatnot is the phrase toxic. Now I agree toxic applies here. However, I don't think it has as, I don't think it's 100% to do with any party here. The Aloisis have been on a hiding to nothing since day one. And the fan base has been largely negative towards them for the bet. The fan base has been largely negative for the better part of a decade And they really haven't helped either considering on day two of Aloisi's tenure, here, there were already calls saying he shouldn't be here, sack him now, Mm. get rid of him. And consider like what they've been working on. Yeah, okay, it would have been great for them to claim a trophy and that would have gotten rid of some of the hostility, but I don't buy the fact that, I, I just don't buy the fact that this is a recent thing. For me, this has been a fan base that's been trying to get them out for a very long time and... The own, like the ownership yeah. issues have created yeah, a very toxic
2: and culture here. The ownership issues have created it, but I will say in defence of the fans, look, they've got every right to be angry. They played I'm seven, not saying they don't they played seven home games this year, won one and scored seven goals. That's going one goal a game at home. Do yes. if it if that continues will be the will end up being the equal lowest goals at home for a season for the Raw. So there, re- there are reasons why you would be frustrated. Absolutely, I can understand it. I how really do you go
0: back? But how do you defend the ones that were saying Aloisi's not doing a good job when they were topping the table for most of 15, 16, and they were at least you know a game away from a grand final? we were last a year. Lawrence
1: yeah. Thomas save oh, from being so premiers. We'll see. and there were so, still fans calling for him yep, to be sacked absolutely. at that time. Look, and I think he's, he's got. Were I that? think he's got his crit- Yes, yeah, I absolutely. don't remember absolutely, that. Absolutely, okay. there were. I, I think I think that number is a lot smaller than what it is now at the moment. Look, but the the thing also that springs to mind quickly about this is that just say that they get their way, and the whole and the whole oh the board is giving him giving him his his uh, they're giving him the backing, which by the way, Minder might say what board. There is no board. The Chris board Fong. is the board is Chris Fong, uh, Raheem Sokash, and David Pura. Well,
2: there's a board for you. What else do you well?
1: Well, not under corporation law but anyway, that's right. besides the point. Yeah. But
0: it's we, good enough, all right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. The other point I will also make. Let's go back in history. How many of these fans were also saying get rid of Ange after he'd yeah. been in the job for three months? How many of those fans were the ones holding up the Mulvey out banner after he'd been in the job for two months? <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I took a photo of it. I was in front of it. I didn't touch the banner in my of oh offense. a bit of friendly fire there. <laughs> nice shot, though. Well played. What can I
2: say? I'm, yeah. I, I'm gutted. But, but for we, but we
1: all as fans, you know. Like so, I, look, I was part of you now the Franz Tyson out movement. So, look, you know, at the end of the day. Look every every no matter from the start to finish across the whole A League. I don't think there's any coach in, in the A League that hasn't said, "Oh, they need to be sacked at some point." That's just the evolution of yeah. of a club. So you know, people, you know, I'm sure they want a mirror on out, they want a frank yeah. out. Well, he ended up falling his own
2: sword, yeah, but I, no, like I said, and that's, that's no, that I mean, was in on the thrown out. Yeah, but, exactly but i also it. I don't think this is the right time, and there's a few reasons for it. But we need stability right now. At yep. the moment, this club has been crying out for stability for so long. I don't think changing the manager right now is... Particularly in like the Ailey, the, the, there's no relegation. There's no danger of being relegated. Just have a bit of patience. Also stability. The Champions League, which is should be the priority now, given the way the league's going, that's coming up around the corner. If you make that change now, I think it's, you're better off sticking with it. Sticking by it and just going through the Champions League qualifiers, hopefully into the group stage... And maybe making a run towards the finals it's, I think it's finish, it's it's finishing, show a bit of patience. I think that's at the, the moment that's what where we're at. It's finishing if it continues that, Matt, on for another couple of months mm-hmm. and they don't make the Champions League, maybe we can have that discussion more seriously. But for now I just think need a bit of patience.
1: So is but is is finishing last in a non relegation league? Is that a really bad thing? Like yes, Newcastle's yes. won. well but, but mind yes, you but is. Newcastle have won that many wooden spoons. You, you think at the moment they're gonna win the bloody league. So it's it's like, you know, what at the end of the day if I, I I just think as well, you know, as far as if and as the point I was trying to make before was that even if those that want their way said Alouisi out and he gets sacked, then what? Like like is it we, what do we we appoint a untried manager like a Arthur Pappas, a Chris Taylor, or even Mark Rudin?
2: I would, if to, to, I would if rather than have like a strategy around it where they go and find
3: yeah. a. I don't. Well, I don't think. I don't, I don't
1: think there is because I, I just don't. I don't actually don't think the club despite the rumors mm. and the the innuendo. I don't think that they're willing to move on a, on John Alawisi.
3: But for not, that very it's reason, not. not I don't
1: think it's a plan unless, and and if you want to get a tried and true one, how the hell can you how you can be able to afford them with the heavy payout? They're going to have to give give the mm. Alan because I can't see Ross sticking around if John gets the punt.
0: No. Sorry. And looking at timing, you kind of think yeah. okay, let's just assume that. You're in charge of the raw, and you've decided. All right, now is the time to move on. Sacking Aloisi, your best window has just gone. Yeah. Like, admittedly, you look like a bit of a prick sacking him in the days leading up to Christmas. However, as a counter to that, you know whoever you would have brought in, and you would have been smart enough to have someone else lined up. You um, hope so. Yeah. Which you know, I think there are a few out there that might have just said, "You're fired. Now what?" Yeah, but yeah. for me. You're like you just had ten days off between games. Now, look, we yeah. we'll get into this more when we talk about the poll. But they've had absolutely wretched luck this season, yeah. on and off the pitch. No, no, yeah. like no. Yeah, we I've do have there. to talk
2: about the off field with the medical as well. So.
0: Yes, but for me, like going back to the first point I made is if you're going to say, Alice oh, yet." Give us a realistic option, maybe Ramon Tribulex or that,
2: yeah. that guy. But the it, guy who missed the no, thought he had the job last time. Yeah, yeah.
0: But like, it's all well and good whinging and saying that they're not living up to your expectations because, hell, I finished them. I picked them to finish second this year, so obviously they're <laughs> underachieving based on what I thought. <laughs> However, I would also say that it's not all down to one factor.
2: No, there's a few factors at play. Recruitment is a factor, which we'll get to, but. For me... Like, Fitness is a factor. Yeah, for yeah.
0: me, it's just there's an element of toxicity around this club that's been exacerbated by the current situation but, quite frankly, it was around long before the Aloisi it's era. It's been there since... And it's even Aloisi preceded the backaries. Yeah. So maybe oh, the fans no, have to take so. some no. responsibility no, for I know, it too. I
2: think it started to when the backaries and the ownership issues started back in 2015. I, no, no, I think I, that's where to the real toxicity started. I think
1: it goes further back. The day they sacked Mike Mulvey.
0: No, that's a good point. Well made.
2: I think
1: that's the where it all started. I go back it. to
2: Ange out. Like that to me... Like oh, I think that got smoothed over because Mulvey came in and righted the ship. Ange, I think that's no, I'm talking about over. Ange
0: out after his first six months in oh. charge where there were people complaining that he'd gotten rid of Charlie Miller, uh, Craig Moore... People wow. are complaining? Yes. People
1: complain. Well, obviously, they didn't get the crystal ball in the memo oh, because, yeah. like I said, we've won three championships since then. So, But, it, that was, but I would point out... Oh, no, no, I, but this can be antagonised no matter what happens. In, yeah. in absolute prosperity, we could go win the league next year. Well, under John will see they get the recruitment right, and they get lux injuries. Yeah. There'll still be people that want him out. So keep in uh, mind, there yeah. were people
0: criticise. Like, it's, it's,
1: it's the number
0: and of people. I go back to this is my experience in stadium yeah. where I remember there were people screaming, swearing, just flat out abusing Postacoglu and the players because they weren't playing fast enough. During the thirty-six game unbeaten run.
2: Oh, but yeah. that always has. I think most people moved on, but I think Adams is right. The real toxicness did start when Mulvey was sacked, and people did not. Have, people that, still don't agree. With, but that to me people was. People don't tipi- agree with it, and that was the tipping point. And from then, obviously, the off-field issues started, yeah. and that, that's where the toxic but issues have started. I think that. That to. But that and to now, me because was there's the, a poor season for the first time in what seven years? Yes. It's creeping into match day related
0: stuff. But yeah, that to me, mm. like gave the vocal minority a wave of momentum that has now been capitalised on and the Raw fans are seeking to overtake Perth as the whiniest in the league. Hard to disagree
1: with that to be honest.
0: Yeah. So, in the immediate aftermath of the game, Adam... You posted a poll on the Facebook page, and I'm going to let you explain yep. it because it was deliberately ambiguous. Yeah, look.
1: Um, to f- first of all, like I said I, I posted probably about five minutes uh, after yeah. after full time. You know, deliberate or not, like I said as we we're walk, actually walking out of the gates, and I asked the question. And I asked the question on our on the, our Facebook page after tonight's loss to Perth Glory. Do you think it's time for a change? And that was deliberately ambiguous because change is could be. Different things yeah. to different people. Yep. That was that we're definitely not. We're definitely not saying trying to yeah. even fan yeah. the, it wasn't about the out. Age, yeah Yeah, no. it was because for me, for me, change could be as much as yeah. you know. If you want to go to the extreme view, you keep the coach, but you know what? You sack every player over, 30, over the age of about thirty yeah. three you threes, squadron, and you yeah. play kids. We may not win another game, but that's a change. Yeah. Um, look, and the cha- and the obvious change is you know what? Sack the coach. But that' at the end of the day, looks that. That was deliberately written yeah. because you know what? Not every single person thinks ch- sacking the coach is the way to go, and that's and that's, yeah. that's the reason. I why think one for. thing
0: yeah. that is absolutely right. So the results came in at eighty-two yeah. percent yes for a change. Yeah. And but the idea it did also said, come
2: up at the ground, sitting at the ground or next to you on the sideline for a change on Saturday on Thursday night. It's a good view, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. But people could were talking about, it. It. and also walking out, you could hear people mm. talking about it. So it's like, yeah, it's a discussion point. It, absolutely. it was definitely yeah. a discussion point on the night. And look, yeah. I think
0: top to bottom, so Craig Moore, the Aloyses, the playing group, they do deserve criticism for underachieving. Yeah. And look, you'd have to think as professional athletes or, or ex-professional athletes in the case of Moore yeah. and the Aloyses, they've all got that competitive instinct. I don't think they're okay with losing. No. No. No, and no way. But... Once again, we go back... Like We'll go through some of the comments now. So, Russ Rattler says, I don't know how much change would affect us, even though I believe something needs to happen. Well, just on that, Hmm. how do we know that the change might not be moved to Logan?
2: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to the own. medical stuff in a minute because I think that's a hmm. chance that needs yeah. to happen, but we'll get to anyway, that.
0: Anyway, so, you know, I feel the problem right now is the core of the quality we once had is gone now and we haven't filled the gaps with the same quality. I know some may disagree, but I believe Holman and Macaroni are a waste of money. Other signings are rejects from other clubs. They aren't players you rebuild your core with. Well, well I
2: but, agree with the recycling of certain players. I agree with yes, that.
0: Yeah. But, again, you can, like it depends who you get. Like yeah. Consider, again, I go back to Ange who got just about every bit of recruitment right leading into the 10-11 season, yeah. where he was picking off rejects from European clubs. So yeah.
2: There were players the A-League didn't know, though. I mean, you're signing guys yes. from second division in Scotland like Eric Parlow. People are thinking, what is this? But you were, He turns out yeah. scoring or, or the most s- important goal second, of the season.
1: second division in Germany, who becomes pra- basically our greatest player. Yeah. So, who yeah. definitely becomes the greatest yeah. player. Ever.
0: But that's what I... So, uh, Greg Wolf says, "Unfortunately, the club can only work with the resources it has available to them by the owners. Yep. Aloisi is a good coach, but when the club is not being invested in to make the transfers in you know, better players from here, sorry, I can't read this. So
2: this basically sums up what Chris Fong was saying as well, where he was saying the club didn't set things up right at the start of the season for the, for Aloisi and the plan group to be successful. And That's on, what yes. that was basically the crux Seems of what like Chris Fong was saying, which is why that he's, with, they, which yeah. is why they have still have faith in him. Which and I, with I think your is
0: right point, and with your point, yeah." Also, the joy of this squad is it is set up for 2017-2018 A-League season and Champions League campaign. Nothing more. Look, and, 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 and just so, at yeah.
1: that point, I think, you know, if you can say, if you actually put the, the as a collective, I think the fans might be a little responsible for the recruiting in a way. And, and you see me out on this. Okay. It's because if... Like, if can you couldn't tell me that it wouldn't be an absolute toxic you know, mess if, say, for example, the raw had gone down the path say Central Coast Mariners had done, where they basically said, you know what, for next season, we're going to play just kids with a couple of veterans just to guide. Do you think they're going to sh- they're going to show up ten to fifteen thousand suncorp every week? No. I
0: so say, I think I think it's a case unless of, they come from a big family. Yeah, yeah unless, I mean, like I said.
1: In in the end of that, I think this side was uh, was built was accrued in such a way for as James said, gonna for one season to yeah. to be a place card holder for those mm-hmm. those young guys coming up, mm-hmm. but uh, but as also as well trying to protect yeah. as much as they can um, to to that because at the end of the day, if you play a bunch of kids, it, uh, the attitude's yeah. going to be why bother showing up into your team?
2: I'd personally enjoy it, but I don't yeah. I don't blame the fans for having that attitude anyway because this is still a big club, right? Yes, it's a big. Well, then it's the biggest club in Brisbane. <laughs> Sports, <laughs> in, among the top biggest clubs in the country right yeah. so there's there is expectations and there should be hmm. so I don't have a problem with people saying well we want a competitive team on the field and I feel like that's what
0: it was yeah. set up to yeah. be which was competitive maybe you know get to that preliminary yeah. final yeah. again yeah.
2: and so get, in in the, get, get into the second era. last week again and see where you go yeah yeah and which was the, the plan. It may end up happening It You don't know. And the one point mm.
0: that I would make, we've ha- got a couple of comments on this as well. I think Tom Coleman says, change what we've had. We have plenty of injuries which make it difficult for the team to gel. Tonight, so Thursday against Perth, mm-hmm. should have been 3-0 up bar for the bad lino call and lack of VAR not checking the handball against Perth
2: in the box. And Every team can point to issues like that,
0: though. Yes. Although, I would point out, although, I suppose, if you are going to go down that line and you look at some of the Bounces that have gone the ro- the wrong way, you get half of those. Like you get the macaroni goal against was it Newcastle?
1: Yes. Uh, Newcastle, yep.
0: And that like that goes up two nil. I feel like that's six points where you wound up dropping, like that yeah. you dropped. We definitely dropped points three points, here. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like yeah. so that's not even going into some of the other stuff which has gone against you. Mm-hmm. That's two point. Like that's two games. How far up the ladder do you wind up being?
2: We're in top four. You where Melbourne victory are basically
0: yeah yep. so and I suppose that is one thing also working in their favour where look we've had what up to ten players out
1: ten not just ten players in squad this is 10 1st team players like that you'd say you'd say would start every week and you've lucked months. out
2: in certain areas like yeah. having it's Jamie all been Young. In the same area as well all the centre backs have been injured basically or unavailable for suspension
0: yeah and all 100. of
2: them every single one of the centre backs has been unavailable
0: for a certain <laughs> period of time and we called it the, like the defensive group the deepest. In yep. season preview and that depth has been eradicated yep. yeah. so look it has been a bit of bad luck but yeah Scott what else did you want to say?
2: I was going to say about the medical thing I think that's a big issue I mean, there's obviously an issue there in relation to the rehabilitation or the prehab or the recovery from games because the amount of injuries that they have is one thing how long they've been unavailable for is another I think that's really where John Aloisi is getting frustrated as yeah. well being at, a, at, a, at his um press conference before the Melbourne victory game a week and a half ago he was really unhappy with the length of time and some of those injuries Fala. were taking yes. to be recovered
1: actually actually, he actually he actually made the comparison he yeah. said that Brisbane Raw's recovery facilities are nowhere near yeah. the standard what Melbourne Victory have so look there, I think there's some truth in that but you're yeah, right yeah. I think it's a case of look everyone gets injuries problem is it's taking guys that maybe another club yeah. take two three weeks to get back it's taking four five six weeks to get back
0: yeah. and even when they do come back they're still not quite mm. there yet no. like Look, I'm not going to hold too much against Luke Devere and Daniel Bowles coming back from knee injuries because, look, anyone in their right mind will be just a little bit nervous trying to find that balance. But, so, another couple of comments. Uh, So, Michael Clark, Aloisi has been bemoaning the number of injuries and the effect it's had on the team. I've watched some pretty diabolical football from them this season, but after last night, I must admit I have some sympathy. We all know how good Christensen is, and last night just showed how desperately this team has missed him. His return is a ray of hope. When I, it's replaced. Yeah. Yep. It also shows certain place. I, agree.
2: I don't think we can even judge this team yet, really. They I, have. They're not, they're not. You have to wait until they're fully healthy. And you can say they should damn well be healthy by now. I agree, but they're not yet. Yeah. For whatever the reason is, they're not. So they, it's an it's an incomplete grade anyway. And are, and look, a lot of these guys that you did pick up, a lot of them are available
0: for a yeah. reason. Like, look at Corey Gomero. We've seen a couple of flashes yeah. from him this year, but he's available yeah. because he's coming off how many knee that's surgeries? Yeah, that's
2: the one criticism. That's where you could place some criticism to John Lewis. Is he um, did take a lot of gambles on players who've had an injury, yeah. a fairly extensive injury history in the past. That's a.
3: However, you would have. Yeah. All, you also. You, you also don't think he
2: expected these guys to be out for half a season either. You wouldn't have expected every decision yeah. to backfire. Yeah. Which look again, he well, does deserve
1: criticism. There, there is one that I think gets, that does get you know, unrightfully criticised. Yeah. That's Massimo Macaroni. He's he's played every game yep. this, se- this season. He scored six goals. Don't don't we normally say that one that one goal and two is a pass mark for a striker? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe for I don't know the expectation being a marquee. That's no,
2: supposedly he's on one on for, one pace for about fifteen goals, and if he ends up around that, that's a, yeah, that's like, more than acceptable. And I that'll put said, him in yeah. the top five or six strikers of the year, which is more than acceptable. Yeah, that's what you would have been hoping for.
0: Um, and I'm. Sorry to single out Caroline Bucknell, who says she should never have let Thomas Broich go. He had another season, if not two, left in him and would have been putting them on a plate. I would point out, this is not signalling her out because there are plenty of people which say this. I would also say for that, what would you expect from a 36-year-old player with one good ankle who's still not... I'll
2: take him anyway. (laughs) It'll
1: well, <laughs> well, take him anyway. But yeah. if, if the, what, what we're hearing is right, he probably wouldn't even have played a game yet. Or he may just because he, like, so remember, he went he went for surgery on his yes. ankle in pre so
2: in And the went, last yeah. report, I think, in October was that he was still nowhere near fitness. I don't mm. think, he, I think he's actually retired now. I think so yeah. too. his I mean, he, he, commentary on TV. Yeah. Yep. Just quickly, did you want to like, wrap up our thoughts on the whole Aloisi situation? Like yes, that was, that was more
0: what okay. I was trying to get yep. to because mm. I've just realised how long we've been going for segment yep. three again. <laughs> Whoops. All right, so
2: for me, thirty seconds go.
0: Keep keep Aloisi in. He has had some bad luck, and mm-hmm. he can get good stuff out of players. Give him till the end of the season, okay. and then reevaluate. But for me, look, unless there's a better option out there, yeah. which I don't think is as automatic by any stretch. Like, keep him in there, let him ha- have his go.
1: Look, Arthur Gallowis, he stays. I think, basically, I'll agree with your point that, basically, unless there's someone out there that will that you know would almost guarantee better this club, yep. be it recruitment, be it, be it you know, staff, be it whatever, why why risk even further change, further destabilisation? Yeah. Has this club been through enough?
2: Yeah. I, under- I, was, I, was, I understand the fans' frustrations, but I think yep. patience is what's required mm. here. With the Champions League games coming up, I think patience, hopefully, qualification through that. If those qualifiers go wrong and the league form continues to struggle, then maybe we can have that discussion February, when you start to look. Well, that's when you start to look ahead to the next season. At that point, but that's, that's when you can have that discussion. But for now, it needs to show a bit of a bit of faith that things are going to click.
0: Exactly. As my coffee machine turns off in yep. the background, because I just realised I forgot. Even
2: your coffee machine's had enough of this discussion. <laughs> All right.
0: So yeah, look. So yeah, just re like for me, keep here around. Let him let him finish out the season because yeah. I feel like. If you're not going to bring in a new manager with the January transfer window... It's too late
2: for that anyway. Yeah. It's too late to bring in someone for the January transfer because by the time he gets here and sees the players, what he has available, unless, there's, there's limited time to do anything Unless anyway. you're
0: bringing in someone that's actually familiar yeah. with the A-League and yeah. what it is. Hmm. All right, so that's going to be it for segment three of the Brisbane Football Review. That is amazing for something we budgeted 10 minutes for. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review. It's the final segment where James, Scott and Adam here. We're going to look at the Raw game in Adelaide this Saturday afternoon. But before we do that, Scott, how can people get in contact with us and tell us exactly what oh, I said Zach. when I'm in that last yeah. year? Yeah. You're
2: out. Oh, yeah. I thought
1: I there you go. You. Sorry, that's just
0: a
2: force of habit for 51 hours. Uh, okay. uh, Adam out. <laughs> yeah, Adam out. Okay. Yeah, there you go. It's it's a cause we can all get behind. All right, so <laughs> Facebook is The Raw Review. Twitter, at Raw Review. Podcast, Wooshka and I- iTunes. Email Review at gmail.com and fan camps on the Northern Plaza after every home game near the King Wally statue.
0: And we've got two coming up on the weekend of January 5th. Yep. So please
2: come down, because I have a feeling that Monday night one might
0: be a bit sparse.
2: Oh, it's holidays. Still holidays, isn't it, technically?
0: Yeah, but even then. Yeah, well. Either way, yes. So we should also say thank you to everyone that's participated in fan Absolutely. camps in 2017. Yeah. Now, since we did run long, let's get right into the Adelaide preview. Okay. 4.35pm Brisbane time at... Still Cooper Stadium, uh, yeah, Pine Marsh, well, we no. one of those at the, at the smaller Adelaide Stadium, and the best stadium in the A League. one. The record versus Adelaide: played forty-one, one fifteen, drawn nine, lost seventeen. At Cooper's, one ten, drawn four, lost seven. We all remember the last time the Raw were down in Adelaide, don't we? Ooh. Michael Theo does.
2: Uh, yeah, <laughs> and
0: Scott <laughs> just did. Yeah, no, I was
2: actually just thinking with the. Uh, the um win loss record. It's actually one of those sneaky ones where the away team's got a decent record. Yeah, yeah you look at the numbers yeah. there. You know But yeah, uh, Thomas Christensen might want to take his gloves this week, you're saying. Yes, just in case. Or oh, Brendan White get ready for a debut maybe. <laughs> Jamie, Jamie Young, please just
0: remember keep your elbows in. Definitely.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, McGowan's not there anyway, so it's fine. That's true. No one to elbow, so that's all good. Oh don't worry, I'm sure someone in Adam's gonna be irritating. Ideas. Don't give anyone ideas. Jamie will be fine. <laughs> Alright, so kind of touched on this in
0: segment two when we were talking about the Adelaide Mariners game. The one thing that really does scare me about United this year is the fact that they got that early goal and very effectively shut up shop. Yeah. And with the pace of the Raw attack has been building up lately, I'm very, very concerned about their ability to break down the Adelaide defence. Yeah,
2: that's the one thing the Raw struggle with is breaking down teams who are sitting deep and protecting a lead. I suppose they did it to Wellington, but that's a... Everyone beats Wellington, so. Yeah, everyone does that to Wellington. Yeah. But no, I do think you're right. I think the first goal is going to be crucial in this game. If the Raw can get the first goal and have a lead to protect, they have a chance to get something out of the game.
1: I actually think this is um, it's a classic New all I think this is. I if, I agree. First goal wins almost, mm-hmm. but. I actually don't think there will be a goal on this. I think it's there's a it's a lot riding at the moment.
0: So thank and you, Adam, yep. for spoiling your tip for later <laughs> in the yep. segment. That's, I'll,
1: I'll stick by that. Um, look, I think as well. It's just yeah. I think both teams. I think have seen that they've got issues. They've had issues s- scoring. Um, and I think, but the only thing is, I'd say it all depends on the fitness of Johan Absolutsen. I think he they, they reckon he was close to being, returning. He didn't for, play yesterday. No, he no, didn't. He didn't. So, but they said he was close. That may be the the X factor. But I still think um, Adelaide's you know final third is very suspect, and we also we all know the problems the Raw having up up front at the moment. So hey, Blackwood's
2: I, got two goals and three. Leave him alone. Oh jeez. Didn't have alone. a good night last no, night. No, he didn't. Okay,
1: that's, that's why. I didn't. So I, that's. You that's, can
2: tell I really haven't seen anything of this game, can't you? No, you've been enjoying the festive spirit, haven't you? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> you, enjoying, you, we'll go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. In case anyone in my family are listening, yes, enjoying.
0: (laughs) 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 right. uh, yeah, so, I suppose tactically for me, like, the keys for the Raw is just getting on the front foot early, and unlike in round two, closing the game out effectively, because obviously the last time these two teams met was on that ridiculously humid night at Suncorp Stadium, where Absalonson uh, fired in a rocket to get a late win for Adelaide. Yeah,
2: I think Ryan Kiddo had a big impact off the bench as well, didn't he? And yeah. I get the yep. feeling
0: he might be involved from the start this time.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, uh, yeah Kiddo scored the, the late goal level and then M. Swanson yeah. yeah, scored the winner from round two. Fun times.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, how important is this game? Oh, look, I, I we'll think go with Adam first. Yeah.
1: I think the I think' it's, you know, this is season on the line. I, I actually think I actually think it might actually be defining yeah. as far as what direction and what the priorities may lie into the new year because you lose this um and some of the other teams in top four start to get away. I think you start looking at you know what do we make a run at Champions League because I think the yeah. season, as far as the league go, maybe may be over, especially yeah. with Sydney coming to town. And and you got to think that Western Sydney at some point go bounce back. So that's actually yeah. your, your next three games. Yeah. If we don't if we don't get anything less than say you know six points, you no, know, it's you might as well start looking at Champions League. It is
2: a big game, but the table's congested still. Absolutely. So if you win a couple of games, you can skyrocket up the table. I mean it's. It'd be a big ask to go out to have a win, I concede that. But it's it's entirely possible. Strange and things it, have happened. But it is. All, Adam's right, though. The Champions League is right around the corner now. And if the draw do qualify, that we saw what happened last year with the, the run of games. It's a very tough schedule. Particularly at when you're fully healthy, when you've got players in and out with injuries, it makes it even tougher. So I do think it's a big game. But Oh, of course. It's uh, not season over if they don't win.
0: No, but you feel like every game now is yeah. extra important because you have lost that yeah. margin for error that you might have had five weeks Particularly ago.
2: Particularly given the run of home games that's been and gone now. Yes. This was when you were hoping to make a big move up the table when you had a run of home games.
3: Mm. Uh,
0: yeah, so looking forward, obviously, is, is there anyone that you'd be wanting back for this one? It's Eric Bortiak, I think. He's I still away way off.
2: Any, I don't think anyone's going to be back, are they? No.
0: Doesn't probably, sound like it. Probably not. Although based on uh, Eric's Instagram, he's... Very, very eager and working very hard to get back. He was running some mean laps on on, Sunday. He even even nutmegged you on Sunday. He tried to. He (laughs) failed miserably. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so Scott was very, very alert. But um, (laughs) we should also mention one thing that uh, kind of got lost was the open training session Sunday morning, which was a lot of fun. It was fun,
2: yes. Yeah. Well, As I said, Vortex was running some mean laps around the field.
0: (laughs) And also it was a very good lesson as to why my club team never did anything or did anything well because we never warmed up <laughs> yes. but yeah it was yeah, yeah so uh, flying down to Adelaide 4.30 kickoff
2: I don't, I don't know how probably the same matchday squad more or less yeah I don't know how much change you really can have I figure 10 days yeah. off is going to be big though that will be big because Christensen can fully recover from two yeah. games in five days he will be should be fully ready to go Corey Brown as well maybe Luke DeVere made a step forward Yes. As well, so that's a possibility. Also, who knows about Daniel Bowles as well? You yeah. might see too. You might see a Bowles Devere center back pairing. Which I actually possibly.
0: Will, which I think would be interesting. Jade North also like
2: he's I suppose yeah. he's been th- one week away for about a month, like, yeah. so
0: which is a step ahead of Shannon Brady, who's TBC.
2: Yeah. We really should find out about that at some point. We really should ask David Pereira about that. <laughs> oh, John Lewis, you won a lot too.
0: Well, actually, funny you mentioned David Pura. There might be a chance to ask him at the Royal Supporters Federation Fan Forum on Wednesday, January 10th. There
1: you go. Wow, there's uh, another plug.
0: Yes, that's right. So it's at the <laughs> Ale House at the 4X Brewery. And, yeah, yeah, tickets are free, available through the Royal Supporters Federation Facebook page. Yep. And if you you know, haven't heard enough of me talk, I'll be MCing that. So actually, no, no, no. I'm not MCing it. Please still come.
2: Can, people can yeah. bring the James Out banners. <laughs> You'll be handing them out at the front Yeah, I'll absolutely, be <laughs> I'll be handing them out, absolutely. <laughs> Alright, so
0: Adam, you kind of tipped your pick there, so I did. let's start off with you for that.
2: So I
1: am thinking nil all.
2: You're sticking with that? I am. Given our terrible tipping, I would have considered changing that. Oh,
1: look, it's even goes to this stage. Scott?
2: I'm sticking with my usual. 1-1? One one. One. Yep. It's going to happen one week, I'm not going to miss out on it.
0: Alright, so you two have taken a draw. <laughs> I'm going to normally be the silver lining person, but instead I'm saying Adelaide's going to win 2-0. So James out <laughs> no actually I was thinking looking at our tipping record where well, we haven't gotten anything right since victory away in round 6 <laughs> I think that means we're probably going to win five deals, yeah <laughs> I
2: think we're all out actually if we tipping yeah
0: Yeah. alright so that's going to be it for this edition of
2: the Brisbane you Football want for you Scott Adam thank you games? Yep. you're not worried about the other games this week nah, nah good No, nah. nah, I just want to get out of here fair enough even it's though it's my own house yeah, it's too good the words let's go let's go yep
0: yeah. alright so Scott Adam thank you good to yeah. see you again James yep. happy new year Absolutely happy, happy year. new year to all our listeners yes and to you too as well yep. uh, try not to go too crazy on new years because well we need you back at Suncorp Stadium <laughs> on the 5th of January <laughs> <laughs> and most importantly on the fan camps yes. alright so yes we hope everyone has a safe and prosperous new year we'll be back January 3rd for another one yep. and yeah go out and enjoy the football this weekend we'll talk to you later this has been the Brisbane Football Review